Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com. You can find all of our programming at those various locations, and of course the podcasts are available there as well. Well, a lot of times people will make comments about what they think God is or what he thinks about or how he views something. How can we really know what God is like? What is God like after all? Well, one way to get a better understanding of God is to learn the lesson of prophecy. Prophecy. God makes prophecies. What does that show us about him, about his thinking, about his character traits? What does prophecy teach us about God's character? We can learn a lot. If we'll look and study into God's word, which we're going to do today. Notice this passage in Isaiah 14. We'll start here, and we'll have several passages today. So if you have a Bible handy, you could get it out. We could look at these passages together. Isaiah 14 and verse 24. It says, The Eternal of hosts has sworn, saying, Surely, as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand. And so we see from this passage that God's word never fails. He will always bring to pass what he promises. God is 100% trustworthy. If God's promised it, we can count on it. We can stake everything on it. Men and women of faith over the years, many of them mentioned in Hebrews 11, see, they understood that. They could stake everything on God's word, and they did. You know, we look at Abraham and we think, wow, I mean, look at, look at the things that he did. Look at how he believed God and he trusted God. He had incredible faith. Well, he understood and he believed that God's word is 100% accurate, that whatever God promises, he will bring it to pass. God cannot lie. And so if he said it, he'll bring it to pass. That's an amazing part of God's character. Any promise that he's made in his Bible, he will bring it to pass. And, of course, God wants us uh, to be like him. And so we have to ask ourselves, how much, you know, can people rely on you? How much can they rely on me? You know, if we say something, will we do it? Will we follow through? Are we trustworthy when we say something? God is. He's 100% trustworthy. And maybe sometimes in your life you've been let down by somebody. They promised something or said something and then didn't do it, and that, that happens. But we don't want to think that God is like that. He's not like that at all. God never lets us down. He always fulfills his promises. But then, of course, we need patience. We have to wait. God has perfect timing as well, and what he's promised, he doesn't bring to pass immediately when we want him to. There's a, there's a timing to it. And we have to understand that and have faith. 
but God's 100% trustworthy. And we can stake our lives, we can stake everything on his promises. Notice this quote from the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. This is a free course. It's at thetrumpet.com. And if you don't have it, please sign up for it. It's a tremendous course. It lets you see more about God's Word and understand it more and see more of what God is like. But the quote says this, God's purpose shall stand because he has the will to see it through. Bible prophecy is 100% reliable. God's reputation is on the line, and his word never fails. And so God's prophecies are 100% reliable. Now, sometimes people might misunderstand them or read their own thinking into it. But when it comes to God's word and to his promises, what he has said will come to pass. He will bring it to pass exactly as he said he will. And now another aspect of God's character that we learn from prophecy is that he loves mankind. God gives prophecies because he loves mankind. And now many people wouldn't see prophecy as God's love. They think it's sort of a doom and gloom scenario at times. But as a loving father, God sometimes uses prophecies to warn, giving people a chance to repent before he sends the correction. And, you know, if you're a parent, you can think about that. You know, hopefully um, you give your (laughs) child a warning, you know, and say, okay, now look make a change here, and if not, here's the punishment. But the warning is is given out of love. It gives people a chance to change, and God's that way. He's perfect in that. He gives prophecies, and some of the prophecies really foretell some bleak times. But God gives those because he wants people to change. He gives them a chance to repent. Notice this aspect of God's thinking and character in Ezekiel 33 And we'll look at verses 10 and 11. It says, Therefore, O you son of man, speak unto the house of Israel, and thus you speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away in them, how should we then live? Say unto them, As I live, says the eternal God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn you, turn you from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? See, God has so much love for mankind. He says, look, I don't want anybody to die. I don't want the wicked to die. What, what he wants is for the wicked to change and to stop being wicked. Change, turn from the evil ways, as he says. And so that's why he warns. That's why he sends prophecy. And, of course, he sends that prophecy through, through prophets. We read that there in Ezekiel 33. You know, therefore, O you son of man, a human being, speak unto the house of Israel and give them this message. It's God's message, but it comes through a human. It comes through a prophet. Now, God's prophets haven't been treated very well over the years. The people that have killed God's prophets and, and uh, abused them certainly haven't seen God's love in those prophecies. But nevertheless... God does send them. Notice Luke 13 and verse 34. Here Christ is really lamenting over Jerusalem, that city that he's chosen, that he loves, but which has had many problems in this world. 
he says, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which kill the prophets and stone them that are sent unto you. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen does gather her brood under her wings, and you would not. So this is Christ's mindset here that he would have protected. He would have, you know, looked after the people, kept them safe, but they wouldn't listen to the prophecies. They wouldn't believe him. And so what they would actually do is end up killing the prophets and stoning them that were sent. God sent them to give a warning message, and far too often people killed them or stoned them. See, that's, that's the way man responds. But God's love, you see, is revealed in those prophecies. He wants people to change. He wants them to change. You can, you can just you know, feel the passion in what Christ is saying there. He really loves Jerusalem. He loves the people. He doesn't want to see them you know, be harmed or have problems. And yet, they wouldn't listen. But he warns. Because God does love all people. Notice this uh, quote again from the correspondence course. It says, Prophecy comes from the God of love, who warns about what is going to happen, hoping that people will repent while they can and avoid needless suffering and death. You can read about that in Isaiah 55 and verse 6. See, he wants to warn people so that they don't go through the, the, the fruits of their own doings. Because even the punishment that comes, it's usually the result of people's sins. You know, God may allow it or he may send it, but it's, uh, again, it's, it's usually the fruit of their own doings. <laughs> or it's, you know, correction to get them away from the, the problems that they're causing themselves. All of it's done in love, even the correction. And we have to understand, of course, God's government. He, he uh, sends his prophecies through prophets. And occasionally a person might say something like, well, they'll believe God if they hear God say it himself. <laughs> now, of course, that's a misunderstanding of the scriptures. God does speak to us through his prophets. He's done it historically. He does it today. But we have to have ears to hear that message and then, you know, respond to it and respond to it. Notice this passage here in Amos 3. Again, this shows God's love. It shows his love. Amos 3 and verse 7. It says, Surely the eternal God will do nothing, but he reveals his secret unto his servants, the prophets. So God's not going to do anything. He's not going to cause, you know, any big event unless he gives that secret first into his prophets and lets the people know and gives them a chance to repent. You can go through the Bible and you can look at different historical accounts and see that God always did that. And, of course, he continues to warn today. Now, very few listen, but he still warns. He still sends his prophecies because he loves people and he wants them to change. God shows his love through those prophecies. It's a very kind thing to do to warn somebody. And uh, he does that. Here's a quote again from the correspondence course. It says, Despite every kind of government man has been able to devise, and of course you can think back over history and there's been all kinds, it says none has brought peace, prosperity, or happiness 
man is proved incapable of ruling himself. The prophets of God were sent to warn individuals, cities, nations, and the world of the result of their evil ways, the results that sin brings. They were to deliver God's message before God poured out his judgments on the people and the nations that revolted against him and against his will and did what seemed right in their own eyes. God always sent that warning message. You can think of many examples, right? You can think of Nineveh. And that's an example where they actually did repent, which is very rare. But he warned them. He loved them and he warned them. And he warns all people and he warns our people today. And of course, you know, God, again, he operates this same way today. And God shows through his use of prophecy that he is 100% dependable, that his word always comes to pass, and that he does everything from 100% love. Those are two characteristics that we learn about God from prophecy. God the Father and Jesus Christ are both this way. And more than just giving us some insight into the way God thinks, it also shows us how we are to be, the way we're to become. We are told to have the mind of Christ in us, in Philippians 2 and verse 5. And of course, that has to be by the power of God's Spirit. But that's the mind that we're supposed to have, that mind of Christ. You know, think about the way Christ spoke there when he was talking about Jerusalem in Luke 13. You know, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I would have protected you or done whatever I could. You know, do we have that same love, that same feeling towards Jerusalem, towards people? You know, I'm sure we could all grow in that, right? But that's the way God wants us to be. Not only are we learning about God, but we learn about how God wants us to be because he wants us to be like him. He wants us to be like him. God wants us to be 100% dependable. And he wants us to do everything from 100% love. That's, that's the way we need to become. But of course, we do have to battle Satan and his attempts uh, to get our minds away from God and away from God's prophetic message. That's the battle that God's people face today. Satan doesn't want us to think about God. He doesn't want us to think about God's prophecies, and he doesn't want us to respond to them. And so there's an admonition that Christ gives his people regarding this, and we can see this in Luke 21. Luke 21, verses 34 through 36. Christ said, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. And he's talking about the return of Christ and the time period leading up to that. He says, For as a snare shall it come upon all of them that dwell on the face of the whole earth, that great tribulation, that day of the Lord, it comes as a snare. It says, Watch you therefore, Christ says, and pray always, that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So this is an admonition. We do live in a society with a lot of distractions. It's built to distract us. (laughs) I noticed that in particular the other day. I was at a uh, restaurant for a dinner, and there was a beautiful view of this lake, and it was 
just across the restaurant from me, so you could look out and see out the windows, and it was a beautiful view of the lake, and it was a beautiful evening. And then right above the windows were all these different televisions with sporting events on. (laughs) And I thought, isn't that just the way the world is? You know, where there's something really nice out there to look at and to think about and to focus on, and then there's all these different distractions trying to get your mind away from, you know, something maybe a little more beneficial. So, again, not that it would be wrong to watch a sporting event or something like that, but it's just sort of an interesting thing to look at and to see how there was this beautiful lake to look at and then right above it all these distractions to, you know, get our minds on other things. Well, in a much more serious way, that's the way the world operates, Satan's world. He wants to distract us, distract us away from what's important, what's more valuable. And that, of course, is realizing that we need to be thinking about God, thinking about his prophecies, watching and praying, as Christ said. But the warning, the admonition is that we have to be careful because we can get distracted. We can get distracted. Many of God's people over the years have become distracted, caught up in the day-to-day things of this life, which have to be taken care of. But still, if they become too big of an issue, they can distract us. And uh, unfortunately, many people have become lax over the years in paying attention to God's prophecies and drawing close to God in prayer. They just got caught up in other things. And what happened? Well, they lost sight of the fact that God's word is 100% reliable. They started to say, even if not verbally, but in their attitude, you know, well, my Lord delays his coming. You know, there's other things to think about. You know, and they they lost sight of the fact that God's word is 100% reliable. And they also lost sight of the fact that God operates from 100% love. You know, they'd hear these different prophecies, and then their attitude became one of, well, it's all doom and gloom. I don't want to hear that bad news. See, they lost sight. They got distracted. They lost sight of the fact that those prophecies will come to pass. And they also lost sight of the fact that, God gave those prophecies as a warning out of love. And if the correction does come, even that correction is in love because it will get people to turn back to God. And so ultimately what happened to, unfortunately, too many of God's people is because they lost sight of God being reliable and being love, they stopped striving to become like him. They stopped growing. They stopped striving to be 100% reliable. And they stopped striving to do things out of, out of God's love, motivated from God's love. They stop doing God's work. The correspondence course says this, We live in the most momentous time in mankind's history. The world powers that God prophesied to be in place just before Jesus Christ's second coming are here now. His true church that was prophesied to be on the scene to prophesy again Revelation 10 and verse 11, you can look at that. In the last era of church history is doing that now. Events show that God's kingdom on earth is about to be established. See, when we pay attention to God's prophecies, we see all of those things. That's pretty exciting. Now, again, Satan wants to distract us away from that. These prophecies of God are sure, and they're loving, and God also knows that his faithful people will do his work and they will become more and more like he is. God even prophesies that. Notice this in Revelation 19 and verse 7. 
Here God is making a prophecy and he will bring it to pass. He says, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife has made herself ready. Yes, there is a wife that has made herself ready. The church will be ready to marry Jesus Christ at his return. A group of people that did God's work, a group of people that kept striving to be like God, that kept working to be reliable, that kept working to do everything, motivated by God's love. Those people, again, are being prepared to marry Christ. And they are watching and they're praying today and really looking at God's prophecies and understanding what God says will happen in the future, but also learning about God and his character. We learn a lot about God by understanding the prophecies that he gives through his prophets. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. Thanks for spending some of your time with me. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.